This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to The Great Indoors. The podcast which tells you all you need to know about interiors and reveals the secrets of making that knowledge work for you in your home. Thank you to DFS for sponsoring this podcast. Every DFS sofa is handmade to order with five decades of expertise going into each piece. Now, this is exciting because we're recording at Sophie's house today. Now, when we came last time, the hall was done. Yes. And you just painted the sitting room. It was all and before now... Christmas, that mad rush, wasn't it, the last time we talked about it? Yeah, tailed house. off a bit, has it now? It ta- <laughs> yeah, clearly has tailed off. But these we are in shelves, spring. I haven't seen in real yeah. life. So these look brilliant, nice colour pink. Yes, that's right. So you're in my living room and um, I invested in having a joiner, build us some built-in storage. You know, I rant a lot on this podcast. It's all about I the storage, ladies and gentlemen. Built-in storage is 30% more efficient, did yes, you say? Yes, yes, that's right. So... Um, so we've had this built to fit and you'll notice that I've got plenty of open shelves to show off my collection of design books. We've got Ooh, family yes. photos. Shabby chic interiors. Where? Where's there a book It's on shabby? your shelves next to Kelly Hopper. Oh, uh, Rachel Ashwell. Well, that's, that's a design classic, Rachel Ashwell. Is shabby it? chic interiors. Right. <laughs> Urban eco chic. I bet that's a lie. Well, I haven't read. read that one. Have you not? <laughs> and, oh, wood turning masterclass. Oh, that's a favourite. I'll be waiting to see the results of that. <laughs> and the anatomy of sheds. Excellent. Yes, well, I've got a very wide reach. Wide reach. And you'll notice that your copy of Mad About the House, Kate, it's probably a place it's just on miraculously appeared on the coffee well, table. Yeah, Did you dig it out from under the stairs? Because <laughs> I was coming. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about these yeah, shelves. Yeah, so anyway, because... so open shelving. And um, and then down below, you'll see quite epic amount of hidden storage with, with door fronts. Can I look? 
Oh, if you must. I do must. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's handleless. So is it one of those? I haven't got round. No, no, no. I haven't got round to getting well, handles. I can't get yet. in. No, you have to stick your fingers near the floor. Oh. I haven't got round to getting handles yet. I mean, okay. I'm as I said, oh, we're yes, going so slow. So that is board games. Yeah, we've got a lot of board games, and then there's like one full of Lego. Yeah, there's what? a Lego cupboard. China that never gets used. Yes, the Christmas China. Christmas in there China. As well. <laughs> This is awful. You're really going through my cupboards. Well, it's quite you revealing. Know, you know, what, though, kind of handles are you going to have? Well, actually, I've seen these really nice ones from Dazzling and Reynolds. They do really lovely handles. Yeah, I've got my good. light switches from them as well. That's a good tip. They do these little leather loops, just quite street. Oh, I little... had leather loops on my kitchen. Did you? Yes, did you nice. like them? I did like a leather loop. I thought loop, a leather yes. loop might be quite really nice. Really nice. Tan. Brown. Tan, indeed, to go with the yeah. pink. Excellent. Yeah. But what, what you haven't explained, perhaps, for listeners, is that there's a long counter running all the way along the length of the wall, and then there are shelves going up to the ceiling either side, either of, the side of a window. So surely that's a window seat, because you could lean against the side of the shelves. And I could get more pattern and colour in it. I could go for a really jazzy well, there's always print, that too. I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that idea. There yeah. you go. I yeah, think that I would look that. really cool. I love I think a window seat. That's the thing is, even though I'm an interior designer and I'm immersed around this all the time, for my own home, I quite like my home to grow a bit organically and live with things for a bit. I mean, the big thing for me in here is that dark grey sofa, which I just hate now. It's just so wrong having dark grey in this light pink, colourful room. So I've got my um, got my chintz fabric swatch oh, here. Oh, that's Kate. very pretty, though. This is yeah. a classic. This is a GP and J Baker chintz magnolia. I mean, it's probably hundreds of years old, but the colours, aren't they just so me? It's got the cobalt blues and oranges and pinks and leafy greens in it. Well, and then some stripy cushions. Yeah, well, I've got this one here, Ottoline... What's her surname? de Vries. Oh, yeah. Ottoline de Vries. beautiful and linen it, stripes, But with the it? stripes and the colours in the stripes, this is like a really broad, ticking stripe, deck chair stripe idea. But it picks up the colours in the chintz. Yeah, anyway, lots of fun to be had, yeah, in this room. Right, so now we're sitting down again, all comfy, in my elegant drawing room. <laughs> Kate, what's next? No, wait a minute, though. I want to come back to that chintz Oh, you a love bit. a bit of chintz. And all those different colours, because there's already quite a lot of colours in this room, and now you're bringing now in Now I'm that sitting chintz. on my grey sofa and you're imagining it covered in chintz. Is it giving you the wobbles? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> Talk me through that, how you put that Well, together. I think what it, what it is, is, is I, I never really design a room in my house singularly. Like, I don't just think, right, now I'm doing the living room, now I'm doing the hallway. When you're designing a house, you have to do it in its entirety. And that's, you know, that's quite a big ask. So um, one thing I think that's really pivotal about that fabric that I showed you is the colours within it. That's very much my colour palette. And that's why I think I could go for such a bold print on a sofa. I know I wouldn't get bored of it. I know I'd love it. So I think that's the key for me is find a fabric or a jumping off point, a family of colours that go. And then, yes, in the hallway, I wanted it to be really bold and dramatic and a bit wowy, which is why but it's got, got the that deep blue in there. the chintz, hasn't it? So. Yeah. And then in the living room, I didn't want that. I wanted this to feel quite a light space and bright, but also warm. So I felt like pink just did both of those. Yeah. It was light and soft. And actually pink looks lovely in an evening light as well, because we use this room a lot in the evening. And yellow actually is a connecting colour in all the rooms in my house. I never use it as a wall colour, but there's always a dot of it 
So actually, you've sort of done it backwards because you started off with the very bright, bright blue hall and then you came in here knowing you wanted it to be pink and you've actually found a piece of material that ties it all together. So it's almost retrofitted, whereas other people could start with a really dramatic yeah. piece of fabric that they know has got colours they love and feel comfortable with and then spin those colours out all the way around the rest yeah, of the house. Yeah, once you know your colour palette... Things start jumping out at you. That's yeah. what's so lovely. Because I think for a lot of people when they're designing a house, it's the overwhelm. It's that, oh, should it be this or should it be that? And you get tugged and pulled and tossled. And then there's a real lack of confidence. But once you know your core set of colours, you know, five max maybe, core colours, could be three, depends how colour loving you are. Then you just, things start leaping off the shelves or off the internet at you and go, oh, what about this? You yeah. Know? yeah. So that I think is a, is a good place to start. And as I said, big headline is don't think of the rooms in isolation do try and think of the whole house and how it will flow and connect but also every room should feel different and individual too there endeth the first lesson right <laughs> on how to design a house thanks for that <laughs> well you have a very cool color palette don't you you've got the pinks and the chocolates and the forest greens and the burgundies, I mean, they, and the gold, obviously, the gold. <laughs> well, That's yes, although... a very nice family of colours that go together and you use them in different measures. So your hall in that bright cobalt blue is, is your sort of central colour and there's bits of it that go throughout. Um, mine is probably the stair carpet, which is that burgundy with spots on it, the sort of spine of the house. And every room has elements of, of the shades burgundy. of pink or burgundy yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I suppose that's my central colour. Now, talking of stair runners and carpets, tenuous link, we're going to be talking about the rules of rug in this episode. But actually, today's the day, <laughs> drum roll, we need a new sound effect, that we share our very first celebrity interview, the beauty entrepreneur and owner of possibly Instagram's most famous bathroom, Trini Woodall. That was very, very enlightening. So stick with us to the end of the episode to hear all about that. But first up, rugs rugs well I think the first thing I would say is as long as it fits in the room obviously but you can never buy a rug that's too big no but you can definitely buy one that's too small right Always. I think we've touched on that on a few episodes before for our regular listeners it must either cover the whole area in an open plan space or the front legs of the furniture should be on it. Yeah, so here in uh, in my living room, I've got two sofas and a footstool. And this is an antique rug that I bought on eBay because, I mean, that's the other thing that can be eye-wateringly expensive. Yeah. But I did get this beautiful, beautiful rug. It's really beautiful quality. But it's big enough that the front of the, the sofa legs sit on it and what that does is it kind of just connects all the furniture together doesn't it and stop it all look like it's bobbing well and around. also this is quite a big room and that allows you to create a sort of cozy seating space like zone, around the yeah around the fireplace but you have then got um a couple of cabinets against the walls of the room around the edges that don't feel left out they're all part of the room but because i think people often feel they need to put furniture around the edges to make the space feel bigger. Mm. Um, and it doesn't. It can make it look a bit doctor's waiting room. So actually having a big rug in the middle or close to the fireplace, if you've got one, and grouping the furniture around that makes sense of having furniture in the middle of the room because, yes, you've created your sitting zone. Yeah, it makes it feel cosy and gives the room a bit of focal focal point, doesn't it? Yeah. What I like is what you've done in your house. You've actually layered Yes, that was rugs, slightly accidental, actually. So we've got a few Persian rugs and people always ask me where they came from. And they came from my mother's house, from my grandmother's house. Um, we bought one of them. Um, and obviously the dream was to have a rug as big as yours, which must be what, 
two two meters by three, three by four, and it's yeah, massive. Like that. Um, and we didn't have one that big, so we ended up layering them. And actually, the thing about those Persian rugs, it's different from yours. Ours are quite thin, so you can, so you can layer, layer them. them without crazy, um, creating lots of lumps and bumps. Exactly. You don't have to have just vintage rugs to do that. I saw in a magazine recently a fantastic idea. You know, we always say that black and white stripes go with everything. And lots of people have that very famous IKEA Stockholm, Stockholm rug. rug. I've got it upstairs. <laughs> I love that rug. But I think that goes beautifully with a vintage rug. Mm. Or I saw a picture the other day, which I loved, where someone had that black and white rug and then sort of overlapping it at one end, they had a fairly plain rug in, what are we going to call it? Mustard, ochre, saffron, turmeric, dirty yellow, turmeric colour. And then at the other end, they had a chair in that colour. So they'd created layers like within that colour scheme. Yeah, yeah and nice. it looked fantastic. And then there were lots of terracottas. Well, I think that's the thing. So rugs as a design tool, obviously, they create a lot of comfort underfoot, which is really nice. So I've got a hardwood floor here. We've got an engineered wood parquet. Um, so you, you want something softer and more cosy underfoot. We play lots of board games. I've got a young son who plays Lego. You just want something nice to sit on when you're on the floor. But haven't you got underfloor heating? This Is this quite a thick rug or does that... This isn't too thick. It's... it's um, no, it's not like one of those really thick like Moroccan Berber rugs or anything like that. Um but yes, we've got underfloor heating and you do need to be careful. If you have a rug that's too thick, the problem can be, it depends as well on how hot you like your house. But yeah. if you have the temperature too high and the rug obviously acts like a bit like a duvet, like it yeah. insulates, it can delaminate your engineered floorboards if it gets too hot. So it's really important that you don't have the underfloor heating on too high or your rug too thick if you've got that scenario. Well, and presumably on a just much more basic point, if the rug is too thick, the, the heat doesn't come well, through into working. the room. Yeah, yeah absolutely. exactly. And my mum's annex, she has underfloor heating. She's got a very thin kiln rug. Yeah. Um, the t- trick with those, though, if they're they going... They slide about. They slide around. So she's got a grippy um, underlay, which, right. I don't know, got it on Amazon or just yeah. somewhere like that. The, 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 it's like a mesh, like a rubber mesh. To hold it in place. To hold it yeah. in place and stop it slipping around. But you can layer kilims again, because they're really thin and the patterns tend to yeah. go. So that's a good idea. Yeah, so so obviously, so there's a practical thing that it's soft underfoot. It makes the space feel cosy. It's nice to have a rug if you, if you sit on the floor. But from a design point of view as well, it's a fantastic opportunity to add pattern and colour. Well, because most people, I think... Most people don't have pattern sofas. No, um, they do and not. I think it's we're true. quite often scared of pattern in our sort of, you know, big, big pieces of furniture. Pieces, yeah. And and I get that. Um, so if you've got a plain sofa, actually having quite a vibrant rug is A, a good way to bring in pattern, as you say, but also it's something you can change in that you could roll it up and put it in another room or, you know, so you could change it seasonally or just if you get bored. Yeah. And you don't have to spend so much money. Obviously you can spend a lot of money on very high end rugs, but also the high street brands like Ikea and Habitat and Laradoot and... They have really good modern rugs and you can mix those up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing you can do, actually, if you've got a really big room or if you live in a rental flat or house and you can't change the floor and the floor is maybe laminate or something you hate, bit beige, um, you can do, which we did, uh, buy a big piece of carpet and have the edges hemmed and that turns it into a rug. So you could have them hemmed in a different colour or in a matching colour. And that yeah, and if you buy a remnant, space. that can be very affordable, can't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, or you can go the other way, um, alternative flooring, do fantastic patterned carpets. Which is a bit much in a wall-to-wall carpet. 
that it for yeah i mean i i'm all up for the pattern fitted carpet i think it's rocking but yes if it's too Makes much a great rug if it's too much but it allows yeah. you to get the big sizes as yes. well so sometimes you struggle to get the right size i mean i really like to put rugs around the bed so that you have a you have your ruggage see i've just made a <laughs> good way to have that bad so you have your ruggage um either side of the bed where you you get out of bed but also round the end as yeah. well and if you want to specify a particular size you can do that with a with a um carpet brand like alternative flooring then they can whip it in or border it in a yeah. lovely linen border so kate what are your thoughts on rugs on carpet well you can't <laughs> do you know what we know what i'm gonna say i'm gonna say with an exception it doesn't work because it's too thick and the carpet starts walking sort of moving all over and it just it doesn't work. I discovered the other day, actually, because I've got carpet in my new office, in the gold ceiling office. And the mad husband said to me, which was extraordinary, he said to me, you need some plants in here. Now, bear in mind, I've spent three years saying plants, plants, plants. And he's gone, no, no, I don't want them. So for right. him to say that to me. So why does he feel, and where is this going to Well, no, but you know anyway, what I discovered? What? He said to me, I think you need some plants in there. And I said, I can't possibly have plants on carpet. Turns out I can't do that. So, well, as in you couldn't have a floor standing plant yes. pot on a carpet. No, even it with would mark, wouldn't it? But even with mats, I just thought that's a combination that doesn't work. If it was mats, floor yes, plants I see what you on mean. floorboards, yes. But weirdly, I don't want floor standing. Plants you need in one a of those little carpet. tripod stands. No, I don't. To pop it in. You don't. <laughs> But so rugs on carpet, no, unless, unless, again, coming back to the rental property, if you have an awful carpet that you can't live with and you can't change it, then I would, you know, buy another massive piece of carpet that's as big as the room, hem it like. and just lay it over the top as yeah, if it was see, a new carpet. I absolutely love rugs and over the years I've collected quite a bevy of them. So when it came to renovating my house, I've put seagrass throughout the upstairs so we've got hardwood flooring downstairs I mean this is as you can tell a house in the country with muddy feet coming yeah. in and out every other day so it's wood flooring and then tiles in the kitchen and the hallway um, and then upstairs I've actually gone for seagrass which is probably quite an unusual choice for bedrooms because it's quite a hard floor I was gonna say is it nice barefoot not particularly. Arthur's, <laughs> Arthur's a bit upset about it. Is he? Yeah, he's a bit upset about the uh, the seagrass. But I, it has allowed me to scatter my collection of rugs absolutely everywhere, which is what I wanted to do, yeah. which has obviously softened it. Because I personally, and this might be, I'd love to know, listeners, what you think on this one. Because I think it is a bit of a personal thing, but I personally cannot bear a wool rug on a wool carpet. It's no. just too much wool. It just doesn't work for me. But a wool carpet on a on a sisal or coir or seagrass or one of those natural floorings, I think you can get away with it. I mean, I think that those would be the, the rules of rug. It's maybe a bit harsh. I think just buy the biggest one you can afford and no rug islands, please, ever. But other than that... And I then mean, you'll be just... able to sleep. This is the sort of thing that keeps you up at night, isn't it, it Kate? Just thinking of all these rug islands up and down the land. <laughs> With their little coffee table boats sailing up and down <laughs> on them. I, I do find it quite upsetting. But otherwise, it's about buy the biggest you can afford and then just that's a really good place to introduce pattern, whether you go for modern rugs or Persian rugs or geometric rugs or... You know, more rugs the better. More rugs the better. And it is Viva a good the way to rug do revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Even I like a patterned rug. Maybe not a patterned sofa. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. 
Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. So Kate and I are back on the road like a couple of roving reporters on our way to interview our very first guest in their home. Now, Kate's already arrived and I've navigated my way around these quiet streets of West Kensington. We thought it was time to switch things up a little bit, get out and about outside the comfort of our own living rooms and hear other people's stories on how they design and decorate the spaces they live in. Now, while the people we interview might not always be interior design experts, I mean, after all, you've got me and Kate for that, we do think you're going to find them really interesting. So, first up, Trini Woodall, a fashion stylist and beauty entrepreneur. First made famous by her hit TV show, What Not To Wear, followed by a regular slot on ITV's This Morning. She has literally styled the nation, but it's her more recent beauty brand, Trini London, and that hugely successful Instagram channel that has really put her on the map. Talking of which, I think I'm here. Okay, Sophie, so here we are in the most Instagram-famous bathroom. I'm so excited to be in this bathroom. I absolutely love your videos, Trini. Welcome to the bathroom. I'm not an expert at makeup, but I'm an expert in your bathroom. It's awesome. Can we just also just paint the picture? Trini is sat here in this mirrored bathroom, covered in sequins, looking so fabulous on a Monday morning. It's quite early on a Monday morning. It's very early. Sophie and I are in wool. Trini's in sequins. No, but I'm in sequins. I mean, it's like... When you don't have time to do a makeup or skincare routine, put on some sequins because it will do it for you. It will reflect light back into your face. It will act as a natural highlighter without you having to buy a Trini London highlighter. (laughs) (laughs) And it just Just uh, makes you feel happy. And I think it's about dressing up and dressing down that combination, which which can help women wear something really smart in a very casual way. Yeah, because so you've got sequins on top and then fabulous wide leg denim jeans and sneakers. And sneakers. So it's quite small, this bathroom, but there's a lot of stuff in it. How do you manage that? Well, it's like every bathroom I've ever had in my life, it is all down to Muji because I've (laughs) bought their boxes for so many years and they're these Perspex boxes. I'm going to, by the way, this is all my sequins moving. Um, (laughs) And they stack on top of each other, but the, the key thing is they're clear and they just contain all products that I use and then it's a way for me to have a filing system because yeah, I need a filing, filing system. filing system, I mean, I am, I'm like a soap and water girl, okay, yeah. and a bit of moisturiser <laughs> and I'm go. I'm, I'm just mopping Trudy's brow. Can we just have a little, like, so cream and foaming cleansers, cleansing gels, cleansing gels, or lots of cleansing gels, that want to exfoliating cleansers, exfoliating scrubs, peels, acid peel pads, acid vitamin C, vitamin A, and I haven't even got halfway through the amount I'm of drawers in here at, at the moment. anti-pollution and rescue and emergency calming. I love That's it. I feel yeah. like this is like the DIY SOS well, of it, the beauty makeup yeah. world, isn't it? The other reason I've got to have it like this is when I do my lives... Um, and I usually do one once, you know, every morning. People, I'll do what I'm going to do, and then people ask me questions, and I want to come with an immediate answer. Yeah. So I'll think, okay, what's a good product? And I want to be able to show them this is a good product. And yeah. then I try and So this is very much your working bathroom. Yes, very much so. So you're 
bathroom that's your own personal space, yeah. is it as epic as this or is it a bit more of a tailored? No, the bathroom that's my personal space is uh, bigger. And I've got um, I've got the Muji boxes for my Trinity London makeup and the rest is on shelves. And I have the right-hand cupboard, you know, in front of the sink. So that will be stuff I'm using. And the left-hand cupboard is stuff I'm, I'm going to be testing. I love the idea of having a cupboard of stuff you use all the time. For quick and access. Yeah, yes. I love that. Do you that. use that kind of organisation in every area Everything. Of your home? I'm doing at the moment this um, culling and rearrangement of the wardrobe. And I have to say, you know, my wardrobe is slightly different from everyone else's because I worked in fashion for 20 years. And I, along the way, bought a lot of things. Yes. And so been... are you telling us you've got a big wardrobe? Yeah, I have I have, <laughs> I have uh, 11 cupboards. All right, so let's just, awesome. let's just be honest. Let's just put that out there <laughs> right. now. Um, right. So I've now created two rails in my spare room, which is where my sort of wardrobe is. And... I put on it things I think I want to get rid of. And I just, I'll go back to it and look and then think, am I going to pick something up for the next month from that, those rails and use oh, it? nice. So, so is that just, like a halfway house? It's exactly. It, it is the halfway house. That's a very clever type, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it just, because sometimes we think, oh, we've got to cull. And we do it in this slightly panicky way. And like that lovely woman who's Japanese who said, see, do you love it? Have a passion for it. Want to have an affair and with Marie it. If you Kondo, don't, yeah. just let it go. Yeah. <laughs> it's an element of that. But I think I've sort of done that for about 20 years. And then um, at the when I know what's left, I'll either sell it on, because what I want to do this year, and I don't know if I'll do it, is I want that all the money that I'm going to get from these clothes is what I should spend for the year, which is oh, a that's really, an interesting idea. you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it, but it's my intention. So you're saying you, the clothes you sell will give you a certain amount of money and then that's your yearly budget for that's clothes? That's what I want to do. Yeah, That's I, such a clever no, idea. But I think that we makes could me all, nervous. I know, <laughs> it's making me bloody nervous too. Um, because, you know, it's, that's why I call it an intention. Yeah. Okay. It's but it's good. worth thinking about. Mm. I think everybody could have mm. a think along those lines, couldn't they? Do yeah. the clear yeah. out and then. And use I think that for a lot of people find it difficult because the execution of how you get rid of them is the hardest thing. You know, yeah. are you going to do eBay? Is that so complicated? Can I get my head around it? And so I'm going to do a bit of eBay, a bit of Encore in Sarah's which is a secondhand shop. Yeah. A bit of um, Vestiaire Collective is something that's very expensive because they give a good rate. And then I'll do Friends and Family and then. Oxfam or something. Yeah, mm. yeah. Wow. Awesome. Do let us know which Oxfam you can drop <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and when. <laughs> so those are really good tips on storage for both clothes and makeup. And I think the stacking storage was what led you to inventing your makeup. I think Am I right? it was that portability and I love things. I wouldn't say I love things that come in small packages, but I love to have everything accessible to me yeah. in a in an easy fashion. And with my makeup, before I started in London, I used to put it in little Muji crackable pots, but I would smush together, mush together, um, you know, Laura Mercier blusher with a liquid one, and I'd get the right consistency that I really thought was good on the skin, and I'd get the right colour that I really wanted. We all suit very different things, and when you look at a girlfriend and say, oh, that's a lovely lip, it might not suit yeah. you. So I I've felt, definitely fallen into that trap before. Yeah, we've oh, all someone got, got their oh, lipstick is and bought it, and yeah. I just oh. look awful in it, yeah. So I wanted also to create this way that women could say, this is me, what makeup do I suit? Education. Education. It sounds to me that you're really passionate about people finding the look that suits them the best so they feel their, their best. best. And yeah. it's about tailoring it to the individual. Because I know for Kate and I, with our interiors podcast and everything we do with our blogs and everything, we're trying to help people to create a home that's really them, that's yeah. individual, that isn't yeah. just copied off Pinterest. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Do you apply your same passion for styling and style and colour and all of that kind of stuff in your home too? Do you see your home as an expression of... I think what's very interesting is... I've had three, no, four main homes in my life. So the first home was my parents' home. 
um, and that changed a few times. But my mother had a kind of eclectic taste. We travelled around a bit. So it was a kind of mixture. There was some sort of inherited antiques and there were, um, you know, just things she bought. And then she bought a furniture company, so we seemed to have the whole house full of this furniture. <laughs> which is oh, re- another female repro- entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was reproduction Sheraton. It was like, oh, right, oh yeah. God. <laughs> At the time we were living in Germany and, you know, the Germans loved it. Then I got my own first home in Notting Hill, a little flat. That's when I began to do things like I use a lot of mirror to make Yeah, we're seeing that. We were admiring that. And actually you've got a wall of mirror on the landing, which is bouncing the light back in. And then I think in any home I've had, and I've, I've had two homes where I've had a narrow hallway... I will spend the money, 800, 1200 pounds, to mirror the whole of the wall next to a staircase. Because I think in London homes, you come in and there's this sense of, you know, if you own a house, they're very narrow. And that just immediately, you see a double staircase, it reflects a light, which might be from the top of the door from outside. And it just makes it bigger. And then I've always as well, such an old beast, um, in my sitting rooms, I love fireplaces, but I've always had on either side the fireplace mirror actually because cut I've to doubled, fit into the alcoves. Yeah, it's kind of nice. then it doubles the size of the room. So my last home I sold um, a few months ago because I was uh, in, I've moved in with my partner and I've moved into a home that's already been done up. So here I am, age 54, living in a home that's not my taste, but the person I live with happens to have lovely taste and very clean and simple taste. But then I have got an office that we're moving into. And the biggest important thing for me is lighting. In last career, I was a commodities trader when I very first started working. And there was a horrible strip lighting. And I was the only girl with 64 men. And I hated that strip lighting. It affected me so much. Bad acne. So it all oh, came down from above, yes. you know, and that, that sort of and down oh, shadow. Do down that down yeah. Oh, <laughs> acne so bad that I would always choose the restaurant's lighting on a date, you know, so it wouldn't be down yeah, 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 yeah. And um, also in a bathroom, the lighting is very key. It's, it's yeah. so key. And when you're having makeup done, it's key. So, so have you got um, any tips for lighting to make you look good? Well, or lighting in your bathroom or dressing room? I like natural light more than anything and I feel that when we look at the world we live in today there's so many people who will filter themselves or will you know do as in filter themselves on on, on Instagram on on social media and I all my bathrooms are done with me live and there's no lighting there's no filter there's nothing um and I always want to have an east facing light so that's the best light I mean amazing so yeah so Mm. when I was going to rent the place that I was living in when I was downsizing, because I rented that out to pay for the business at the beginning, um, I would keep going around houses and i go straight to the bathroom and the guy would say, don't you want to see the sitting room and the bedroom? I no, no, no. i go oh, straight to the bathroom. If the bathroom light wasn't right, I'll literally walk out and he'd go, but you haven't seen the rest of the house. <laughs> That's oh, so I love that. Because so many people do actually buy a house. They want a south-facing garden or they want a yeah. north-facing mm, room. Yeah. So actually east-facing, an east-facing bathroom. East-facing bathroom. Adding that to the list. Yeah, gives Brilliant you this tip. fantastic light. So here... And, you know, people come and have their picture taken. Like Caroline uh, Hirons was here and, and she was like, mm, should we use filter? And I said, trust me, the lighting is great. And she took up and she then took 20 selfies. Because <laughs> it's a really nice light. And so I think having a natural light, especially when you do makeup, is so important. Yeah. Because so if, when you're applying makeup, you yeah. want to be doing it in a natural mm, light. Because most of the time, especially if it's not, you know, you'll be seen in daylight. Mm, and yeah. you don't want to think, oh, my God, I've been hit by bronzer or hit by a So blusher. I put my makeup on it. 
quarter to six this morning well, in my it's dark, dark bathroom. Yes. I'm now really worried. I'm standing No, you don't <laughs> use so much makeup and you're mainly about blush and yes, you've got a little like bit of base on. But, you know, it, and you also happen just to, so you know, I don't know how often you see these ladies, but they both have great skin and I think that's oh. very helpful. So, so that's super more interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so my bathroom is north facing. Yeah, okay. I just worked that out. You're, you're, you were just doing the north south east. Yes, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so interesting. So your new offices are. Well, well the new, some of them is okay. East. This is the issue. So the new office, I was trying to figure out. Okay, but there is a line of windows which is east facing. But at the moment, there's a weird yellow filter on the window, so we have to take that off. Come off. And it's a different kind of light. So I've got to go there when the other people move out and think, where am I going to recreate? Because I need a bathroom there, but yeah. there isn't a bathroom. There isn't plumbing there, and I want to have wow. this space there. So I need to recreate this space in that office. For what I'm getting from you is this all about the light it's, it's all about, yeah. all about yeah. those big yeah. mirrors and those fabulous windows yeah. Yeah. It is. It really so is. would you do you have a lot of colour if you were redecorating a house now would you go for a lot of colour or do you like it well I live in a house which is you know just not so much colour in it yeah. it's just about it's about really interesting wall space yeah. and um, very clean uh, lime lime wood floors, which are like this wide. Yeah, these things. There isn't much in each room either, and I can I've got used to it, and I quite like it because I I was a house of clutter. There was something from the honeymoon in Morocco, my trip to Italy, yeah. and, and when I was in you know uh, on a Native American um, reserve, I got this. You know, just I it was a whole. But I kind of love looking round a home and thinking all of the memories that those things are from. So I went through that phase. But I think we can... I don't think we have to have a phase that's for life. I love the fact that our style can evolve in yeah. the decade that we're in. And whereas before my home was my pride and joy, now Trini London and... Well, Lila is my pride and yeah. joy because she's just a delight. Lila, and um, daughter. My daughter. And, and Trini London is my pride and joy. And then I just feel... That was a phase, and yeah. this is my next phase, and who knows what my next phase I brings. I love that. Mm. I love your your whole embracing of fluidity and not because I think, especially with interior design on our homes, we can get really light. We can we get, get attached. We can get attached. Can I just ask you, Trini? Have you got any design crimes to throw in our design crime pot in the room one hundred and one? Too matchy matchy. Oh yes, yes. too matchy matchy. That. Probably uh, that would be a design crime. So that's sort of when your curtains match your bedspread. Yeah, your yeah. Wall art yeah. matching your yeah. cushions. I think the only time because I actually do own a home in the mountains as well. I have a chalet with my sister. Oh, just and, pop that one in. Yeah, sorry. Right. <laughs> um, and, um, and my sister there is interior designer, so she did most of it up. She has lovely taste, but that's where matchy matchy is great. So I have a uh, toile de jouer uh, oh, fabric okay. on the wall and a toile de jouer blind for Lila, and I have a red checked fabric on the wall in my bedroom and I have red checked headboard um, I think if you're going to do the matchy matchy if you do it like full attack like I love that yeah. fabric that matches yeah. the wallpaper thing yeah. I think that's so cool yeah. yes then you've got yeah. to go for it you've got to go for it you've got to embrace it yeah oh well Trini it's been a complete joy and you have been so much fun to interview. You're such an inspiration. Your business is such an inspiration as a designer and a stylist or an icon. So Darling. thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having us in your bathroom. Well, thank you for coming in the bathroom. Huge thanks to Trini for that. And do let us know who else you'd like us to chat to in this series of interviews. You will mostly find us on Instagram where I'm mad about the house and she's Sophie Robinson Interiors. So let's just sum up the key points from this week's episode. 
First of all, we talked about the work that Sophie's been doing in her house and how to find a common colour that links all the rooms. You must never design one room in isolation from the rest, but design the whole house as one. We then talked about rugs, and the key message here really is buy the biggest rug you can afford, but it's also a great way to introduce pattern into a space. Then we had great fun snooping around Trini's bathroom and discovered that of all the things to look for when you're buying a house, an east-facing bathroom is key. We'll put all that information, pictures, links and so on, over on the blogs. Mine is sophierobinson.co.uk and hers is madaboutthehouse.com. And just in case you thought I'd let an episode go by without mentioning it, (laughs) here is my regular plea to please subscribe, rate and review on your podcast app because it really helps other people find us. Thank you so much to DFS for sponsoring the series and thanks also to our producer Kate Taylor and to all of you for listening. And we'll see you in the great indoors. Bye! Bye!